0: Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, who are, of course, the world's greatest football team. Saturday was like Groundhog Day, wasn't it, as Villa failed to take their chances against Wolves. It's also time to pick a striker to slot into our all-time Aston Villa perfect 11. And, of course, there is the Back in Time quiz, where the ultimate winner will get a free Nando's, courtesy of the losers. So, this is the 10th episode of All Villa No Filler. I am, as always, your host, George Zelinski. I'm joined also, as ever, by two lifelong villains. Firstly, we have Roisin Mendonca. How are you, Roisin?
1: Oh, I'm not great, George. <laughs> oh, no? No, no, I'm going straight <laughs> okay. in with it. Okay. Well, okay, so, I, I don't like this whole villa vibe at the moment. I don't like being mid-table. The whole, you win some, you lose some, you draw some, I've decided it's not for me. I want top of the table, 7-2, absolutely destroy all the teams around us, or I want bottom of the table, we haven't beat any team in 14 games, we've just beat Hull City 1-0, this is the best day of my life. So what
0: I'm I'm hearing is you're missing the buzz, you're missing... Oh, I'm missing the buzz. either relegation or, you know, European...
1: Yeah, And, and... the world is so uncertain at the moment, as we've discussed many a time, and this is this is only adding to my uncertainty. And to add to it even more, we just got a good way into the podcast and realised we hadn't hit record. So
0: yeah, now, no.
1: now we're doing it all again, which has just added to my uncertainty <laughs> even more. This is it, just, it's not a great it time for me. It, it
0: hurts. I'm with you. It hurts. Um, Frankie, do you hurt? Are you hurting?
2: <laughs> I've had 34 years it's of hurt. Control of th- the record th- button. <laughs> 34 years of hurt continues. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I
1: think somebody sang that before, wasn't it? 34 years of hurt.
2: Yeah, I think it was about my life. <laughs> yeah,
1: I never stopped dreaming, Frankie.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I know what you mean, Rashid. It's frustrating that we're... Um, mid-table because you know the season has kind of promised potentially getting into Europe Um, we always seem to be just one step away one game where we which is winnable then we don't take our chance and so um, yeah it's kind of it is a bit frustrating but at the same time it's part of our progression and probably realistically where we probably should expect to be but it'd be nice to be a bit higher.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, as we were talking about the vibe of Groundhog Day, it's kind of like Groundhog Day on the Villa Park pitch, Groundhog Day in all of our lives. I've just been doing so many walks, um, you know, just like <laughs> you've been doing, Frankie, but I've seen, I've, I've seen few cats and I'm nowhere near your world record of, uh, of tea making that you're so proud of.
2: No one's
0: um, so, so you know, it's, it hasn't been great, but what I have been doing is I've been watching a new series on, on the BBC, the BBC iPlayer, called the terror it's a series about a group of men trapped isolated nowhere to go getting bored going a bit mad so I'm finding it. I'm finding it safe. in
2: the Villa
1: dressing room.
2: was <laughs> <laughs> oh, like my social life when I was a teenager.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. So I'm. I'm really getting on board with that. Um, but anyway, listen. There we are.
1: Unintended on board? You just, it is on, on board, a ship. It, isn't it? it
0: is on hey. a ship. Hey. hey, pun not intended. But you know, <laughs> we can we can edit that out to say it was intended. Um, anyway, uh, Frankie, let's move on to that game. We'll start. We'll start with you. We finished uh, Villa nil. Uh, Wolves, nil. What what did you make
2: of the game? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a game that almost summed up our season in a weird way. Um, the first half, we created a lot of chances. We were very unlucky not to score. I mean, hitting the bar twice, we were by far the better team. I thought John McGinn really imposed himself on the game. He really disrupted Wolves. Um, he was a key man there. Sanson was a very clever footballer as well. I really like the look of him. Can't wait to see more of him going forward. Second half, though... It's a complete role reversal. Uh, we final third, we just offered nothing. We couldn't get playing at all. Um, defensively, obviously, we were excellent as we have been all season. Although Wolves were, I mean, how they didn't score with that uh, Roman Saiz chance. And then also, what a phenomenal save from Emmy Martin as that was. Just the more I watch it, the more I'm like, that is a truly incredible save. Um, so a draw is probably a fair result going on the two halves. And it's, kind of, as I say, it kind of sums up our season in a weird way. It's like some games would look great and we create a lot and then other games we kind of can't seem to get going in the final third so um yeah it's 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 a frustrating one Uh, probably not a huge uh, probably not a game that the the neutrals enjoy too much
0: no, um, I mean uh, we've kind of gone from being one of the most exciting teams in the league to watch to being one of the least exciting all of the way <laughs> for about a month, uh, which has been uh, quite depressing uh, to, to see sort of happen before our very eyes. Uh, Ro- Roisin how did you did you kind of agree with most of that? what the out there for you?
1: Yeah, frustrating as well. I think I think I absolutely agree. Uh, there's no you know problems in defence at the moment. And Almo stepped up and, and he's doing a great job. You know, um, kind of in, in Matty Cash's shoes. Um, I just think. When the best chances are coming from our centre backs, Ezri Konza has had the best chances in the last couple of games. I just think that's you know, that's it's not a good sign, is it? I, I like Holly Watkins and I like the fact he's always working, he's running, and he's getting in these positions. Um but I mean he's not score I mean no he scored a lot but he misses so many chances and I just feel like if he had support I said last week I think it was I, I kind of liked our formation in in the first half that he had that that support and there were more people around him and I just feel like maybe Wesley coming back from injury will will help us perhaps have another option up front um but we're you know solid defensively we in our days in midfield, when we have them, we're absolutely great, and and I do think Sanson looked looked really really good, and I liked him working with Trez, and I thought it, you know, we we played well, but what's the point in playing well if you know you grind out a nil nil in a local derby? Mm-hmm. I,
0: I mean, I I really do feel for Watkins personally. I think I think you're right. He works. He works so hard. He gets into really good positions. I mean, he he's got to be surely the unluckiest striker in the Premier League. He said he hit the woodwork seven times already this season. Um, he scored ten goals, but you're right. He'd be nudging twenty if those if those uh, if those went in. But I do get what you mean, Rasheen. You might as well be hitting the corner flag um, if if the ball doesn't hit the net at the end of the day. So, um, so it's it's just it's very it's very unlucky for him he does need help and i think you know i think a priority for uh, the summer is is definitely getting a a striker to uh, to either help him in that in that you know uh, sort of spearhead position right at the top of the team or to give him the opportunity to shift out wide because he he did that at brentford and was was very effective there it just means that we can be we can have a bit of variation um to that kind of front three which we we've, we've kind of lacked and we've been a bit we've been a bit predictable at the end of the day we've kind of done things um done things the last three games that we did again uh yesterday um kind of lumping the ball forward up to Watkins and hoping that he can hold it up and and, and run onto the ball as well so yeah it's it's frustrating but yeah you, you can't knock the defense like Martinez do you think is he world-class do you think is he a world-class goalkeeper that we have
1: Absolutely, he's he's the best keeper in the league.
0: He's the best.
2: He's the best
0: keeper in the world. world, <laughs> th- yeah, Apparently, a leg- not the best keeper in Argentina, who's still <laughs>
2: <is> their, <laughs> as their number one keeper. I think there's a legitimate case that he'd be the best Premier League goalkeeper. I mean, Edison and Allison are probably about uh, sort of his level, but um, I just I can't see what more he can do to be any more amazing than he is. He pulls off incredible saves every game. His distribution is exceptional. Um, long kicking and short kicking, uh, short passing, sorry. And uh, so, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, the difference that man has made to our team, Like, I mean, that save he made yesterday, as I said earlier, it's just phenomenal. Um, but a question I wanted to ask you both, actually. Um, Ross Barkley featured yesterday. Uh, Rosheen, what did you make of his performance?
1: So, uh, I can't remember when it was a couple of weeks ago. You used the word impact sub. I think he is the lowest impact sub <laughs> we have at the moment. I, I I don't know. He's he's obviously got struggles he's coming back from injury like you've mentioned many times um and we don't know what's going on kind of you know in his head or whatever but name me something that that he's done that Harahan couldn't have done. And Harahan has does have impact, noticeable tangible impact on a game like that with the set pieces. I, at the moment you know, as he is, I don't know if he's. If we want to want to sign him permanently, what do you think, George?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can. I completely agree. I, I think. Uh, I mean, seeing how harrahan has has done at Swansea, I know it's a league below, but he's had such an impact there. And and he was unfortunate, really, to 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 be kind of uh, shuffled out the squad. He he obviously scored again the game against Fulham from memory at the start of the season. You know, he's he's a good player, and and, and if we've got him out on loan, you know, and and he's doing well for Swansea and, and has done well for us as, as well why would you spend an extra 30 35 mm-hmm. million on Ross Barkley who yeah when he when he joined us started really well and, and, and played some really good football um but he's just not consistent and this is this is the this is the Ross Barkley that um Chelsea fans and probably Everton fans will will um have complained about in the past he just he doesn't have. That consistency, he he has the ability to play at a really high level, but he just can't do that on a regular basis. He's also injury prone, as we mentioned, and um, yeah, as you say, Rasheen you don't know what's quite going on oh. in, in in his head a little bit, and, oh. and um, yeah, it's 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 noticeable on the pitch that he's just not having the the impact for whatever reason that he kind of needs to have if he's going to earn himself a contract at Villa. Oh. He's how old? He's he's in his mid twenties now. He should be he's at the age where he really needs to be you know putting his foot down and 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 making an impact somewhere um, money and, and
1: better spent I think on Tammy Abraham yeah, bring Tammy uh, home
0: yeah I would I would love to see Tammy back at Villa Park. Yeah I, I think I think he'd be great. But in, in that position we've got Ramsey Sanson's there we've got McGinn who can play in an advanced role um Harahan's out on loan and could come back and still have a part to play. So why as I said would you spend 30, 35 mil on someone like Barkley if he's going to continue to be to, to play at the level that he has been recently. And I don't mean to sound harsh, because I, I really wanted to see him do well in a Villa shirt. Um, but, yeah, it's, at the moment, he's just not doing it for me.
1: Okay, so can we get on to the most important matter of the game? Um, <laughs> Frankie, you you kind of mentioned your Gile challenge last week, oh, um, yeah. taking on uh, Dean Smith's Gile. Um what about Jack Grealish's shiny purple puffer? Because I personally would love to see you in a kind of a, a glittery, iridescent purple puffer. Mm. Um, I think you would really work it.
2: I've got to say, as soon as I saw Super Jack walk into the stadium wearing that, I went straight on ASOS.com and order. <laughs> um, got the best deals I could find. I'm going to wear it over my gilet. <laughs> And the next time you guys see me, you're going to see me wondering in that pink puffer, and you're going to be like, "Mate, <laughs> it's wow. gone to pink now."
0: Right? I, 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 whatever whatever I love, it was. I love how, how I love how frugal Frankie had to say he found the best deal as well. I've you know I have seen Frankie. I've seen you in many uh, jackets in my time. Very interesting ensembles. Yep. So I've seen you in uh, a. <laughs> Uh, I've seen you in a leather jacket. I've seen you in a delightful mustard corduroy jacket. Oh yeah, that yeah. one
1: is
0: that oh, this, is just, this would be this would just be another in a long, long line of very, very exciting jackets.
2: <laughs> the thing the thing is like with those like tragic fashion choices like mustard jacket and a midlife crisis leather jacket, you know, the, <laughs> the saddest thing is that they were not worn as part of a bet. I genuinely thought they looked good. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, I mean, the worst example of that was when I went to Baston Cricket to watch Warwickshire play uh, in like 2005. And at the time, look,
0: Waistcoats were in. Waistcoats were what it was all about. (laughs) I'm 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 here to tell you now, Frankie, waistcoats Um, were never in. And if when when Frankie was
1: twenty years old, they were in. In (laughs) in, nineteen
2: fourteen, they were in. (laughs) When when yeah, when they when they (laughs) were in, Germany invaded Belgium and we were at war. So um, it was a scary time, I tell you, you didn't have time to you know for your fashion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apart from you, the fashion icon of Birmingham.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I wore a waistcoat. And my friend, I turned up and my friends were like, what in God's name are you wearing? <laughs> I think you, you've
1: had that kind of consistently throughout history, haven't you, Frankie? So, yeah,
2: so why, why, stop, now? why stop now? Why stop now? When we all meet up after this pandemic's over in, in a pub in Birmingham and I'm wearing that puffer jacket and I'll take it off and I'll be like, you got a gilet on under there?
1: All Villa. No filler on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time, of course, for this.
1: The Perfect 11. It's The Perfect 11, which I'm hosting this week. Now, this is a feature where we build our best. Ever Aston Villa first eleven. Um, we've already got some massive names in there. We've got the god Paul McGraw at the back. We've got the other god Jack Grealish, um, kind of driving that midfield. And this week, it is a very important position. We move on to our striker, George. Who have you gone for? Okay. Well, before
0: before we get into who who I've gone for, can I just say? What a pleasure it's been to do the perfect eleven feature with you guys. <laughs> this is this is the last uh, position to pick. We filled every other spot, you know, one through ten. Um, so it's been it's been a roller coaster. We've got legends in there. We've got Morley. We've got McGrath, as you mentioned. We've got Hutton. We've got them all. <laughs> they're all they're, they've all made it. They've all made it into this elite elite eleven. And I think that the cherry on top to cut, to, to finish off this uh, this this perfect eleven. Is he and he's more than just Roisin's buzzer noise, it is Gabby, Gabby, <laughs> Gabby, 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 and Golden <laughs> <Kong laughs> Lahore.
1: Yes, okay, we're stopping it there, guys. Gabby is in our <laughs> perfect 11.
0: Now, you know, he was a player that for me, along with Ashley Young, epitomised that exciting, energetic O'Neill side that was so good to watch. He was athletic, he had incredible stamina. He was fast as fudge. Um, <laughs> family show, family show. I'm not going to say what they really sung. Um, but um, you know, as reiterated in last week's quiz, uh, he is our all-time record Premier League goal scorer, which is which is, I think, a fact which is a little bit overlooked. So more than Dwight York, more than our De listeners might
1: want listen to might want to listen into last week's show to hear. Of course, more than
0: Angel. I'm going to stop there because if you want to hear more, listen to our show from <laughs> last week. But he scored more than more? Um, and, of course, as, as, uh, as Jack Grealish is, as you mentioned at the start of this feature, he's a Villa fan. He loves the Villa, like we all do. Um, you know, he, he loves the club. He's now on TalkSport, basically doing what we do every week and fangirling over Jack Grealish. <laughs> yes, OK, towards the end of his stay with us, he put on about 18 stone and, and was derided not leaving the club sooner uh, uh, than he probably should have done. But he was always wheeled out. Uh, to score against the Blues, and he always scored against Birmingham City. So, how can you not have him uh, based on 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 that reason alone? And also, just just a couple of final points, if I may. He scored some um, some iconic goals that, The the he scored in the one 0 win away at Old Trafford, which is the first time he won there in about a billion years. Dinosaurs are roaming Earth. The last time <laughs> we beat. Uh, <laughs> and,
1: man, and Frankie, and Frankie
0: <laughs> in, <laughs> a in go. the waistcoat jacket. <laughs> <in a waste laughs> boat, yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a Triceratops and Frankie Maguire, just the the last time we won at Old Trafford. He scored, um, he scored away at at Arsenal, I remember, in that lovely teal blue Acorns away shirt that we had at that time. I'm pretty sure he's the last um, Villa striker to be called into the England squad before, of course, Ollie Watkins makes it in ahead of the Euros this year or next year, Uh, this year, sorry. Um, And um, yeah, so for me, it's got to be, it's got to be. The one we only, Gabby, 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 oh, Gabby, 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 I'm and
1: tingling Arnold. all over, George. i can, I'm really I can, out. <laughs> I can sense <laughs> and, it. There was also that, I think, hilarious moment at one of those celebrity matches where he, like, pelted full speed, full force, full body weight into a One Direction member this was, who this ended was
0: this this was twenty stone, Gabby. Yeah, wasn't yes, at this stage, wasn't yes. it? yeah.
1: And he ended up just like throwing up on the side of the pitch because <laughs> Gabby is yeah. like that strong.
0: <laughs> poor um, old Louis Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah.
1: Poor Louis. Um, I, I mean, Frankie just. Do you want to continue? or? Well, I
2: th- I th- there used to be a TV show called Man O Man hosted by Chris Tarrant and all the blokes would stand around next to the swimming pool waiting to be pushed in by the female <laughs> contestant who rejected them. And I feel very much right now,
0: come <laughs> on the brink of getting in. pushed in. Let's hear it, Frankie. Who on you the pick? Oh, <laughs> You're
1: at the bottom of the pool already. <laughs> Sunk to the bottom. Can't, can't swim up.
0: Uh,
2: right. <sighs> To me, can we, the, just say,
0: just, can we just say, we do, because as, I, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we um, failed to record the first time we did this. So we know who Frankie's picked, which is why he's given it the man o man precursor. <laughs> but, um, but, but, but yeah, go on. sorry, Frankie, go ahead. Who, go on, Frankie, give we, it your who, best shot. Who, who are you picking, Frankie? I have no I'm idea. am
2: going to be choosing Peter Whit. No, uh, my childhood <laughs> hero, um, one of my childhood heroes from the 90s, Dwight York. Um, I think people forget just how long Dwight was with Aston Villa for. He was there for 10 seasons. And I love the backstory as to how we found him. Graham Taylor, you know, saw him playing a friendly uh, in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, you know, the chances of that, are, you know, they're quite remote. Um, and he uh, came over to the Villa and started off playing down the right um, for large portions. And it's kind of weird to think that he played in the old Division One. I. I think of Dwight York as such a Premier League player. It's quite odd to think he actually was there in that era. Um, but yeah, he started off on the right wing didn 't score loads of goals from that position, but did get a few. But when he moved up front that 's when we really got to see what dwight York was all about he was He was just such a skillful um, clever uh, player, a great finisher um and he had that collar sort of coming up as well it was just to me he was kind of what Jack Grish probably is to young kids now he just was cool you know he's a player you love to see
1: uh, <laughs> running but, uh, around in a purple puffer uh, yeah
2: um, <laughs> and when he, when he moved up front it was particularly under Brian literally he excelled you know he got 17 goals in the league one season the next season 17 again the next season after that 12 um and then you know, uh, when we won the Coca-Cola Cup, he scored a great goal in the final off the underside of crossbar and in. I love goals like that. So, you know, after 10 years at Villa, yes, it didn't end exactly how we all wanted. He moved on to <laughs> Manchester United, where he went on and did the lot, won the treble. Uh, again, was Premier League top scorer, Premier League player of the season. What a United um, player he was. Incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's the yeah. United perfect eleven. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: So I guess what I'm arguing is that I think he's our most talented striker that I've seen, Um, and on top of that, he was there ten seasons and did win win things with us. And it's a shame that it ended the way it did. But um, I still think that Villa fans like Dwight York. I mean, I still don't know what Villa
1: fans you've been talking to. (laughs)
2: yeah maybe it's more divisive but um i don't know i'm still i still really liked why i still have a lot of affection for him um i i i mean i
0: he i mean i would i would agree with you frankie he was definitely the player that i enjoyed watching most when i was growing up but but (laughs) when when he moved to united it was a real and we were talking about this before a sliding doors moment for us it was When he went to United, United propelled themselves on to European Champions League winners and and Premier League winners for season after season, whereas we we could never get back to that without players like Dwight York. So when we sold him, it was just like... I felt flat, because I think even as a... Even as a what? Eight-year-old I was when he left? Nine-year-old, whatever? I kind of knew that it kind of marked the end of our ability then to challenge um, at that kind of elite level. Um, So it's... I know what you mean, but a he's a great player. It, it's bitter, yeah. He's he's a bittersweet
2: player for
1: me. Mm, but eat, Frankie, eat. you got a happy meal out of it, didn't
2: you? I did. Well, I um, yeah. Dwight York leaving Villa, um, I was so devastated. My mom had to take me for a happy meal to get over it. <laughs> and get l- over I, it. I remember. I, I just remember <laughs> the feeling of being in the car and like this gut wrenching feeling of just like those were nuggets. Just yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, they were they were quite cold from all, I remember, uh, but yeah, I I, I just ah uh, um you know and as I grew older and you know you you experience heartbreak in your life and uh, looking back on that it was the first genuine experience of heartbreak I think I had it was my my big hero this player I'd love to move into United so that's the kind of impact he had on me as a as a child and as a as a football fan and as an Aston Villa fan so I will always have huge affection for Dwight York. Rasheed, can I can
0: I ask you, uh, uh, has your mum ever had to buy you a Happy Meal because of what Gabby O'Bonganhall's done to you?
1: <laughs> Gabby's never made me upset. No, absolutely never once in my life. <laughs> Any man whose name fits in with Karma Chameleon by the Culture Club could never make anybody unhappy. No. Absolutely not. It's a tough decision. <laughs> you, you know that moment in Take Me Out where they, ha- where they have to pretend like they're going to choose the one <laughs> girl to kind of like, oh, keep the audience guessing. I kind of feel like that, but... But I'm not going to do that, Dwight York. It is no, (laughs) because every time we mention Dwight York, with you, Frankie, or with some of the people that we've interviewed in our other kind of mini series, his name is always associated with heartbreak and devastation and upset. And and I think if if that's the perfect man, I need to leave this podcast get on the phone to all my ex-boyfriends and call them <laughs> up because they were perfect. He, he is not... He, I, I'm not disputing that he is a great player. And, I mean, some people might argue he's better than Gabby. Um, it's <laughs> course, He scores
0: goals as Gabby, though, didn't he? And, um, exactly.
1: Um, but I just... We can't put Dwight York in. Oh. It has to be... It has to be the one... Gabby, 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 of Bangla Whore joining Bozzy, Hutton, McGrath, Melbourne, Staunton, Mortimer, Petrov, Atkinson, Morley, Super Jack in our all time Aston Villa Perfect 11.
0: Fantastic. Time for the
1: sing along, boys
0: yeah yeah i mean so so yeah, i mean, i I did say at the start of this feature that this was this was a final pick, um but, but, you know what, let's keep it going, let's keep it going. We we okay. got to do listen. the Man
1: United perfect eleven or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well you know we've we,
0: we, we picked we picked our perfect Aston Villa players yeah of course on the pitch we've picked our elite eleven footballers but how can we finish the feature without talking about our best ever perfect Aston Villa physio <laughs> next week <laughs> we're picking him it's it's jim, it's a Jack, oh, it's a jim walker <laughs> <with that>. <laughs> um, <laughs> jim walker is in um, so yeah so next so next week we'll we'll be we'll be doing our our, our manager the person who has this holy responsibility uh to uh, to manage this 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 elite group of of players so we'll be doing that next week of course
2: You're listening to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about the world's best football team, Aston Villa. We'd love to hear your views on our perfect 11. Would you pick Gabby Agbonlahor up front as well? Get in touch on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Just search out All Villa No Filler.
0: OK, there we are. That's done and dusted. Let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. It's Newcastle United away on Friday. Frankie, Newcastle are struggling pretty badly right now under under Steve Bruce. How do you think that one is going to go?
2: Uh, we're very good away from home generally, although we weren't against Sheffield United and hopefully it doesn't end up being a bit of a Sheffield United-style game where Newcastle sit very deep, maybe catch us on the break with one chance and then we don't take our chances, which there's a real threat that could happen. But I will say Newcastle quite frankly, I think, are the worst team I've seen this season. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I feel sorry. Tell so- it like it is, Frankie. I, I mean, I feel sorry for Newcastle fans in the sense that I know they don't like us very much because of what happened with the relegation in 09 and the banners and whatever. But, I mean, look, Newcastle teams surely deserve better than what Mike Ashley presents them. Um, they deserve better than the style of football they have. I mean, when the, the two times they have come to Villa Park in the last two seasons, they've been so passive. They're so poor. Um, so I look at Newcastle and just think the, the, the current, you know, there's problems behind the scenes there with this story with Matt Ritchie. On the pitch, it's not happening. They're in real danger of relegation now, which I'm, yeah. I'm quite surprised that Fulham have pulled that back, but they have. And um, quite frankly, I think we have to look at that game and think we can go and win it because... I, you know, as I say, like, I don't like to say teams are bad or but Newcastle really are performing well below <laughs> where they should be. I don't like to
0: say teams are rubbish. The but they're are the worst rubbish. team in the world. Just, just, I'm, rubbish. I'm just get, get, rubbish. I'm, rubbish. I'm getting, I am, I know what you mean. I am getting real Aston Villa 2015 16 vibes uh, from, uh, not 20, was it 2015, 16. It's, 16 yeah, you went down, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm getting some real vibes uh, from them, you know, but, you know, Issues, issues behind the scenes, kind of a, a rubbish, a rubbish team, as you say, Frankie. Mm. Um, I, I think we have to ask, you know, will do you reckon Grievous will be back for this one? Are we, I think, I think we, I'd love to have him back. I feel like we really do need him. We do miss him. Do, do you think he'll be fit for that one?
1: I hope so. I don't think my emotional state can take another... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even predict what's going to happen when we're playing Sheffield United. I was like, oh, it's easy. They're bottom of the table. You can say that Newcastle are the worst team in the world all you want. And we have yeah. the best keeper in the world. We're not prone to hyperbole, are we, at all? But I just... I, how do we know with what's going on at the moment? I think if Jack's back, um, you know, it's, it gives us the confidence that I, I suppose we can go and win games, but I just I don't know. I, I'm well, not actually, sure, boys.
0: I, I think I think as uh, as I said on our uh, rivalries um, uh, program, uh, we struggle against teams that we, in quotation marks, should beat, mm. like Brighton, yeah. like Sheffield United, like Burnley. Um, you know Newcastle, given their horrible injury crisis at the moment, even even the players that. You'd say would be the ones that could do damage to to, to teams. They're all injured, you know. Um, so they're going to sit back. It's going to be it's going to be probably like you know two banks of four that we've got to try and um, try oh, yeah. and navigate our way yeah. around. And without Grealish at the moment, we really struggle to find a way to get to get round teams to play like that. So it's going to be a real test of our character. There's no guarantee that we. As you say, UCAS aren't a great side, but there's still no guarantee that even with the team that they put out, that we're, we're going to find a way past them. I think, I think it's still going to be a challenge.
2: This is where things get competitive. It's the Back in Time quiz, where, as the title implies, I'll take a journey back in time wearing my waistcoat with the Triceratops to see how much these guys... <laughs> Really know about the villa. As ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy. Uh, and whoever wins the quiz overall at the end of the season keeps the trophy and also gets a free nando's courtesy of the losers. Um, now the last time you both played, I believe it was a bit of a whitewash. Uh, is that
1: oh, it was a five-nil, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: how can yeah, yeah, I remember oh, it well. I remember yeah. it well. You were yeah. at the ashes in those six, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah. you were just, you were getting a hit in the back of the net and I had Ollie Watkins on penalty duty, didn't I? Mm,
2: yeah, certainly <laughs> did. It felt that way. So buzzer sounds, Rasheen, I'm gonna guess you're gonna go with the one and only.
1: Yeah, after today, how can it not be an emphatic Gabby 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 Among <laughs> And For
2: George. None
1: of the answers. That, yeah, because <laughs> I'm not gonna get one. <laughs>
2: George, who are you going
0: for? Uh, I'm going to go for a player who was unlucky not to make it into our perfect 11. Uh, Barros, Milan Barros is, uh, is, uh, is, is going to be my buzzer
2: noise. I did consider him, but no, he's decided not to in the end. But right?
1: Can I just say George just looks so cool, calm and collected because he knows he's going to absolutely <laughs> just walk it. You never know.
2: You never know. You never know I'm... in
0: football. You never know in football. <laughs>
2: can we be... know in this quiz, don't we? We can... well, you shall see. We shall uh, see. Leicester won the league in 2016, don't forget that. So, <laughs> Miracle, <yeah. laughs> Miracles happen. Miracles happen. Um, this week I'm changing it up slightly. Um, I'm going to describe a player to you and you have to tell me who it is. So I'm going to give wow. facts about this player. And Like fashion facts? Uh, well, like great
1: hair?
2: I probably could add that in actually. Um, <laughs> they all <laughs> do have grey hair. hair pretty much. Right, at, you, right.
1: that, yeah, that's, that's true.
2: Okay, so the first player I'm going to start off with I was born November 25th, 1953. I played for Villa from 1971 till 1980. And during that time, I won the League Cup twice. Barros. Ooh, George? Brian Little. You're right, George. It's Brian Little. Well done. You know, yeah, Brian Little's you know birthday.
1: What? You need to get a live, George.
0: <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me explain how I know. I, I literally read about this story like a couple of days ago. It was. It was. It was meant to. This question was meant to be asked. Wow. Because he he was he was injured, wasn't he? His career was ended yeah. by injury, and it was really unfortunate because he would have obviously played in '82 and been part of that part of that kind of European Cup winning team. But yeah, Brian Little. Oh yeah. my yes,
2: part of a very good era for Villa. I think they finished fourth quite a few times in the late 70s uh, and yet the other clues are he, he retired at just the age of 26 tragically and he went on to manage the club though won the cocoa cup and was also originally from newcastle upon Tyne. so right next player i was born june 21st 1964 now when villa bought me for two and a half million pounds i was a record signing for the club at this point i had a nomadic career I played for twelve different clubs, including Carost. George.
0: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this because I think he was he was he was quite a big player before he joined us. Is it
2: Peter With? It's not Peter With. <gasps> Opportunity okay. here, Roshin. Um I played for twelve different clubs, including two outside the UK, one in Portugal and one in Turkey. I was also prolific for my country. I scored twenty-two goals in seventy-five games. And I famously left my car parked at the short stay Birmingham Airport car park when I did punditry for Euro 2016, anticipating that I'd be home sooner than I thought. I was fined a grand, but reports say I gave it to charity.
1: Oh, I actually don't know. I'm not even going to pretend like I know. It's somebody around my mom's age. Um, so, the deadly, of... the deadly duo? The deadly duo? Is it one of the deadly duo? So there's only one that it can be. Is it Dean Saunders? Roisin, you've got <laughs> a point. <clue. Wow. laughs> no. I was, I, I mean, was that way was off. Quite some clue, wasn't it? It was. Yeah.
0: I, I was way off a of pizza With I got, I got my dates yeah, all wrong. Yeah. I might yeah, as well yeah, have yeah, said Pongo Pongo
2: Wearing. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I can't
2: believe I got a point. Yeah. I, yes. To be honest, I thought I thought the uh, car park story was quite infamous. I thought. Next question. I was born September second, nineteen seventy-three. Villa bought me for three and a half million pounds, which again was a club record at the time. I scored 29 league goals in 90 games for Villa before moving to Real Zaragoza in Spain. My most famous goal for Villa came Aros. in a Cup. Co- oh, I think you got it, George. Who is it? Oh man,
0: Real Zaragoza. I'm well. You say I've got it. I don't. I don't think I have. But I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this anyway, even though I'm pretty sure it is wrong. It's. it's Dalyan Atkinson? Did he? Did he it's not
2: Dalian Atkinson. I can see why you went. He played for Real Sociedad, but the next clue: my fame, my most famous goal for Villa came in a cup final. It was an absolute screamer. And at Euro 2000, I won the Golden Boot with five goals.
1: George, do you know
2: it? I do, I do know it now. Yeah, big Savo Milosevic. It was Savo Milosevic. two-one okay, okay, to George. Fair enough. Next, right, next I pull this back. I was born July 9th, 1985. I spent five seasons at Villa as a fan favourite, scoring 38 goals in 190 games. During my time at Villa, I was twice in the PFA Team of the Year.
1: Gabby, 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 oh, Gabby. Yeah?
2: Who are we saying, Roisin?
1: I'm thinking around that age, maybe Ashley Young.
2: Roisin Mendonca, you've made it 2-2.
1: Roisin, is that an earpiece?
0: Someone coughing in the background, like <laughs> Techwin Whittaker, who wants to be in really there feeding Good. you the answers.
2: ITV are going to make a drama out of this in a few years. Sarah Lancashire playing the role of Roisin, and she, she's in every ITV drama, but right. 2 so, 2 we go to the. Oh, it's oh. a sudden death knockout here. Final question. I was born December 3rd, 1990. I spent three seasons at Villa, having signed for £7 million. I scored on my debut and was described by my manager at the time as unplayable. Aros. George, who could it be?
0: I think it could be Christian Benteke.
2: George Zielinski, you have won! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm getting closer every week you- and
2: you're getting
0: closer, Rasheen. Listen, if I could not win and you could win, <laughs> then I would let you win. But that's those, those aren't how it works. Those aren't the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules.
1: Oh, Okay, I'm happy with two goals. I'm happy with two goals. Well done, George. Well Thank done. Thank That's a, very
2: sporting of you. I'm
1: nothing if not a gracious loser.
2: So that's it. George is our winner this week. OK,
0: thank you, uh, everybody, for listening to our show. I've been your host, George Zelinsky. See you next week, Roisin. Bye, George. Up the Villa.
2: Up the Villa. And uh, goodbye, Frankie. Cheery bye, George. Have a great week. And up the Villa. Up
0: the Villa. Uh, and it is goodbye from me. We'll be back next week to talk over that Newcastle game, uh, which is taking place on Friday. But until then, as ever, come on, you Villa boys from Aston.